good day to you podcast listeners. Welcome back to the Carry On Cast at Easter Lutheran Church. My name is Pastor Brandon, and I'm joined by... Pastor Steve. Und? Pastor Megan? I, what was the... Und. What? That's, That's and good. in German. It's one of the many languages <laughs> I don't speak. <laughs> well, we're so glad you're here, and we'll try to keep it in English for the remainder of our time together. Actually, we'll have some Greek. Oh, yeah, um, fair point. But we are, this is uh, looking ahead to the fourth week of Advent. So mm, ho- mm-hmm. hopefully you've been uh, lighting candles at home or otherwise uh, marking the weeks of Advent, not just a countdown to Christmas, but uh, a way to wait and prepare and watch during this very important time of our life together as Christians. And this, um, we're still rebuilding hope. And interestingly, uh, our gospel reading for this this week is John, the first chapter. So, you know, previously we've done well since the last time you heard from us. Um, and then we give a little bit of backstory. But the last time you heard from us um, was in the Old Testament. And you've we, been frankly hearing only Old Testament from us since like yeah. August. And, and we don't want to uh, go over that hour and a half of history to catch us up. It's only to been four hundred or so years. I was going to say there's like four hundred <laughs> years of, of really dramatic geopolitical uh, intrigue uh, that goes between our last reading and today's reading. Um, so yeah, no, I think I think no is a good choice. I think that's a good summary. Mm-hmm. Geopolitical intrigue, mm-hmm. and we're mm-hmm. going to leave you wanting more. Uh, <laughs> what that might actually mean. So we we are going to uh, well. Why don't we deck the halls with John? Chapter one today. That sounds great. Yeah. Uh, and I will say that uh, as, you know, as I'm reading this, I love, I love this passage from John. It is just so poetic and evocative. And I know it's one of those things that we tend to hear a lot of around this time of year. And so it's real easy to just like tune it out. Mm. Like, bah, we hear John one again. Uh, so I invite you to, to really, to, to, to just listen, to just really listen to the words and, and pay attention to them and think about the feelings and the the ideas uh, to just really focus on them this time. And so John 1, starting with the first verse. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things came into being through him, and without him not one thing came into being. What has come into being in him was life. And the life was the light of all people. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness did not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light, the true light which enlightens everyone, was coming into the world. He was in the world, and the world came into being through him, yet the world did not know him. He came to what was his own, and his own people did not accept him. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, he gave power to become children of God, who were born not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. And the word became flesh 
and lived among us, and we have seen his glory, the glory as of a father's only son, full of grace and truth. John testified to him and cried out, This was he of whom I said, He who comes after me ranks ahead of me, because he was before me. From his fullness we have all received grace upon grace. The law indeed was given through Moses. Grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God. It is God, the only Son, who is close to the Father's heart, who has made him known. Whew. Well, it's uh, too bad there's nothing happening in the, the reading for this week. But Nothing um, to unpack. And, yeah. And you, mm-hmm. you sh- I think we should have said spoiler alert because Uh-oh. this kind of is the whole summary of the the of Jesus mm. in kind of this one snippet. So if you're especially if you're, according to the Gospel of John, right? <laughs> the way John would present the story of who yeah. Jesus is and what makes Jesus important. Yeah, this is this is the whole story in a little nutshell. And I have to confess. Oh, I I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> um, <clears throat> because yeah, so John's Gospel in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Mm-hmm. He was in the beginning with God. All things came to being through Him, and without Him, not one thing came into being. What? <laughs> so I have, I'm really lost. I have no idea what's happening. Pastor uh, Steve, what's going on? <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, Pastor Brandon, I think that you're probably just setting me up because I think you know what's going on. <laughs> but thanks for the pitch. Um, <clears throat> this is such a wonderful text. Mm. It's a beautiful poem. But what's interesting about this is it's really the convergence of two worldviews. Uh, Let me tell you what I mean. The Gospel of John is written. Jesus is Jewish, right? And the people. What? what? (laughs) I know. I thought he was Christian. No, Jesus was Jewish, and all of Jesus' disciples, the first disciples, were Jewish people that were formed by the Hebrew Scriptures. That is what is. That's how they see the entire world. And so we have to first hear this as a Jewish reader that says, in the beginning was the Word. If you go all the way back to Genesis 1, it says, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And God said, let Let there there be be light. light. And there was light. Mm -hmm. And then all throughout the Hebrew scriptures, um, through through the uh, Proverbs and the Psalms, there is this personification of of sometimes it's wisdom, sometimes it's, you know, Sophia is the Greek word for it, but there is this presence with God through which God created all things. And sometimes it is the word of God, sometimes it is the wisdom of God. And so it's a very, very uh, common picture of creation. And so the Jewish readers would go, oh yeah, in the beginning was the word. Yeah, God said, I get that, right? Mm -hmm. There's the word of God. And in the Greek culture in which the language, this is written in Greek, not in Hebrew or Aramaic. We've switched not just like from 400 years of of history and culture, but we've now shifted from (laughs) scripture written primarily in Hebrew to scripture written in Greek. In the common Greek language of the day, which was the trade language, Alexander the Great spread it all around, just like English today is kind of the common global trade language for most for a lot of people so 
In the Greek culture and philosophy, there is this word, the Greek word is logos, L-O-G-O-S in English. And for Greek philosophers, the logos, the, the word, represented, some have called it like the blueprint of the universe. Or in today's language, thinking of, think of it as the operating system of a computer, right? The logos was this thing that was, remember, we're talking about Greek Greeks who come from this history of the Greek gods, you know, Zeus and Ares and all these guys, mm. that the Greek philosophers were kind of abandoning that old-time gods religion and trying to imagine what's beyond the gods and what is the actual energy that forms the universe. And they called it Logos. And there's lots of different philosophies about what Logos is. And so what the author of the Gospel of John is doing is masterfully bringing these two worldviews together by saying, in the beginning was the Logos. It's both the Hebrew assumption and connecting it to this Greek philosophy. And then uh, the Logos creates all things. And I'll stop there. There's so much more, but I don't want to steal all of the joy of this amazing poem. Speaking of uh, stealing the joy of this amazing poem, Pastor Megan, you said... uh, Wait, did you just accuse me of being a fun stealer? Is that what you just did right there? I would never. That is it. Um, But you did say this is one of... Did you say this is one of your favorite readings? This is one of my favorite passages of Scripture. Yes, yes. Yes to both. What do you love about it? So first of all, I think it's just evocative. I think that this is a, a passage that really paints pictures for us, especially when it's coming to these these comparisons of of light and darkness. And I know people really want to be careful about light and darkness language to make sure that we're not transposing that onto people, right? Mm-hmm. That there are, are people who are light, for instance, even light-skinned versus dark-skinned. Oh, so I'll sure. see, right? So I'll see mm-hmm. often people, instead of using language about darkness, will make sure to say things like shadows, just to be like, no, 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 this isn't mm. about certain people being in the light or in the dark or, or, or people being light or dark. This is really about like a candle on a table in a dark room, right? Like this is about that which illuminates, that which which makes things apparent and clear and, and lights the way, right? Um, which for us in the Northern Hemisphere at this time of year is really powerful image. I was standing at the bus stop in the dark with my kiddo this morning because mm-hmm. it is not yet sunrise and, and the days still have a little time to get even shorter yet. So that idea of, of, of light breaking through is such a powerful vision that this passage really plays with. And then it also plays with this idea of, of being born, you know, not of blood or of the will of the flesh or of the will of man, but of God. This idea of this, this new birth, this new life, which the Gospel of John will get into later. There's this beautiful passage with Nicodemus, and, and it's where we get, you know, the oft-quoted John 3.16 from. Um, because it's this point, what does life really mean? What does it really mean to have life in God? And then, and then to bring us all the way back and say, not only does, does God grant new life for, for we who are human, but God even reversed the arrow and the word became flesh and mm. lived among us. Us. So not only does God give us what we need, but God comes to us as one 
of us and that just that powerful turn oh it's just so cool um and to be able to read it for instance on, at a christmas eve service while we're standing with candles lit against mm -hmm. the shadows on one of the darkest nights of the year uh is just so beautiful and so meaningful and so powerful um but it's fine i guess it's fine <laughs> it's okay it'll it, be all right well <laughs> in the first chapter of john then um kind of tells us Really, the whole story. I mm. mean, then uh, verse six: There is a man sent from God whose name was John. That's you know we would say John the Baptist, Correct. witnessing to the light. So we're still calling uh, Jesus the light, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and then uh, verse ten: He was in the world, and the world came into being through him. Yet the world did not know him; um, that he wasn't accepted. Um, so we have kind of Jesus being rejected um, right. by his own people. Um, but then we've got the Verse 14, the word became flesh and lived among us. And then once this logos that mm. Pastor Steve, you were talking about this, what did you say? This uh, this thing. The blueprint the blue of the universe. Pastor Brandon, folks, is, is spreading his arms wide and wiggling his fingers. No. A, a gesture of expansiveness that does not play well for, for a podcast. Yeah. Sorry. The word of God, speaking yes. all things into being. Then, and then and then that, that word, that logos, becomes flesh so like from here on out in john's gospel it's jesus you know that it's not logos anymore right and now we're just referring to jesus can i geek out on one thing on that oh no yes it's forbidden so in verse 14 so th what's really cool i've just uh, discovered this recently about this passage is that it's very hebrew in that it's parallel passages because the first image is connecting it to Genesis 1 where it's the the word of God and light of creation and all things were created. But then in verse 14, it starts over mm. and it connects it to the Exodus mm. because the word uh, lived among us is, is actually tented among us or tabernacled among us. And so what John is doing is connecting Jesus to the tabernacle mm. in Exodus and how God's glory showed up in the tabernacle and physically dwelled in the middle of the camp. Mm. And so Jesus is not only the light and the word of creation, but is the tabernacle that leads us on the ground. Cool. Isn't that neat? That, well, I think that's super neat. <laughs> it's, and when you talk about it, it's a very Hebrew way to do things. Like, folks, if you've ever read a psalm and gone, why does it keep repeating itself? Like, why does it say it one way and then one mm. barely different way? It's because that's a, a, a really common form of of poetry. It's this parallelism. I'm going to say it one way, and then I'm going to say it a little different way, because this is how I'm going to make my point. This is how I'm going to paint that metaphor for you. So that's what's, I mean, that's yeah. what's going on here, too. That's why John the Baptist shows up twice, because it goes once through this John, how we receive it, and then 10th John, how and what it does. Mm. So it's really cool structure. That is really cool. Oh my gosh. Well, I wish I could write a sermon about that. <laughs> um, I think you might have an opportunity to do something just like that. This will be great. Well, and you know, I, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, boy, this, or girl, everyone, there's this, uh, you know, when, when a light shines in the darkness, it also illuminates kind of the dark corners of our lives and mm. shows us what's lurking there, kind of the truth about ourselves. Mm. And, and there are certainly parts of me, parts of our society, parts of our life together that I'd rather just keep in the dark and, yeah. and not know about because then once you know about it as a Christ follower, then you got to do something about <sighs> it. Mm. Um, so there's also this whole, whew, well, um, 
the ignorance is bliss, mm-hmm. isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, and yet Jesus comes and illumines the darkness around us. And sometimes, you know, we're rebuilding hope. Mm. And so um, my my question is, how how does the, this is our closing question. I'm going to put you on the spot. How does the promise of Jesus bring us hope? Um, so we've we've got a lot of things illuminated in our lives right now that we know are kind of distressing and and might even pull us down um, from hope. So Pastor Megan, how does the promise of Jesus bring us hope? For, for me, I mean, I'm just I'm just living for verse five. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness did not overcome it. Mm-hmm. it that sense that no matter how deep, the darkness might be, no matter how long the shadows might be, no matter how overwhelming that that depth of of not being able to see and not knowing what's next, and and this this whole sense of longest night, cold, dark, no matter how deep that is, the darkness does not overcome the light. Mm-hmm. That that promise of the light continuing to shine even when everything else seems like darkness, man, that is a that is a hopeful promise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Even in Alaska, the sun eventually comes up again. Right, mm-hmm. right, it's up exactly. For a really long time, and then it's up for like ever. Uh, but, but yeah, that just that the darkness cannot overcome this light, even when it seems like all you see is darkness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow, Pastor Steve, how does the promise of Jesus bring you hope? Well, I'm drawn to verse 18, um, and because I live in my head, right. I'm this. This is just kind of the person I am. But it says, "No one has ever seen God." And just the perplexity of like nobody can figure out what is true mm-hmm. about God and God just but then it says it is God the only Son, meaning Jesus, mm-hmm. who is close to the Father's heart, who has made known. And what brings me hope is like I can't figure stuff out, but I get Jesus. Mm-hmm. I I mean I don't because he's like us, mm-hmm. and he shows us at least in a human form what it supposed to look like yeah and that brings me hope like i I might be able to do that (laughs) yeah 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 show me how to do it yeah it's like uh show me the way show me the way yeah kind of i I have flashbacks to when i had to learn how to use an ipad you you can tell me about it but that's not gonna work you you gotta put my finger on the button (laughs) and show me how do i love my neighbor (laughs) well pastor brandon let me let me pop the question back mm. to you how about you where where is someplace you see hope in this passage? Well, it's from uh, verse 16. Uh, From his fullness, we have all received grace upon grace. Mm -hmm. And I keep coming back to this idea of uh, Jesus illumines the darkness and the dark corners of our lives um, and shows us the truth about ourselves. And um, especially, you know, as somebody with seasonal affective disorder, I kind of dwell in uh, on the cusp of depression throughout right. the winter, which super sucks. Um, yeah. But then, then you there's this helpful reminder. You know, you get this voice in your head that says you're never enough. You're always failing, and yeah. even that thing you tried. And look at how bad you are as a dad or a husband or um, pastor. Dare I say? And then you get this reminder from Jesus. Ah, yeah. So the light illumines all those corners, and and God knows that about us, and God still chooses uh, to love us and mm. give us grace. So it's kind of a reminder for me, you know, be gentle on yourself yeah. for Christ's sake. Literally. Be gentle on yourself. Exactly yeah. and literally. <laughs> That's awesome. That beautiful phrase, you know, that we have received grace upon grace, like that mm-hmm. that grace does not end. No matter what you think of yourself, mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So keep that grace coming, folks. And we yeah. uh, we hope you um, are experiencing hope from the promise of Jesus as well in your own life. So thanks so much for tuning in uh, to the podcast here at Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry, carry on. on the work of Jesus Christ. May the